Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hi everyone, I'm Steve Smith with Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, October 7th. This week, J.D. Power released the results of its sixth U.S. Tech Experience Index study. The research, based on a survey of nearly 111,000 consumers 90 days after they purchased a 2021 model year vehicle, identifies the technologies that are resonating most with owners and the brands that are delivering on their expectations while using the technology. This year's research also reveals that less than half of owners surveyed have used some advanced technology features within the first 90 days of ownership. Why? Kristen Kolodge, Executive Director of Driver Interaction and Human-Machine Interface at J.D. Power, says there are a few reasons. One is naturally that they don't find the technology useful. For example, in-vehicle technologies that allow people to make purchases digitally. 61% of owners say they've never used it, and about half say they have no use for it. The other reason people have not used technologies within the first 90 days of owning their new vehicle? According to the study, says Collage, consumer education. In fact, the study shows that when a dealer spends time educating consumers on technology features within the vehicle, understanding and satisfaction improves. And when that happens, and provided the technology works, consumers are more likely to purchase a vehicle with those features again. Still, only 30% say they are learning about certain vehicle technologies from dealers. They are more than twice as likely to turn to an outside source for the education they want. Which technologies are resonating most with consumers and which are not? And which brands earned advanced technology awards resulting from what consumers said in this year's study? We've reached J.D. Power's Kristen Collage at the company's offices outside of Detroit. Kristen, thanks so much for joining me today on Daily Drive. It's great to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. It's great to be back with you. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. J.D. Power releasing the findings of the sixth annual U.S. Tech Experience Index. I'm going to talk about some of the findings, some of the brands that are winning, some of the technologies that are winning with consumers. But I think one of the things that really resonated to me was this notion about the importance of educating consumers regardless of what the technology is. Can we start today's conversation, perhaps with your point of view, what you're seeing around the importance of education when it comes to these vehicle technologies and the important role that maybe dealers play in that education? Yes, absolutely. And and let me set the stage and talk about um, really where this insight of, of dealer education is, is coming from. So we know that new vehicle prices, they're at an all-time high. And um, that's fine for owners if they're getting value for their money. But what we're seeing from the data is some features, consumers are describing it as they don't need it. You know, having a technology and not using it, that makes no one happy, right? Neither the consumer who paid for it nor the manufacturer who developed it and wants that repurchase consideration. And so when we look into the reasons why 
um, owners are not using the technology. In many cases, they're saying they don't need it. Um, and so this starts to bring up a question regarding um, do we have that level of appropriate awareness of what that technology is intended to do, the purpose it's looking to serve? Um, and that is where, you know, we see a prime opportunity for dealers to help create this, this first experience, frankly, this level of awareness that the technology is there, um, setting appropriate expectations for what it can do, you know, maybe creating those light bulb type of moments for, um, you know, how it might fit into that new vehicle owner's life, um, teach them how to use it. And, you know, that type of engagement is really going to be critical so that these consumers become engaged and interact with these new vehicle technologies, and that's going to set them up to most likely want it again in the future. And then, you know, certainly that it's going to make everyone happier, right? That that consumer is getting the value out of the uh, technology contained on their new vehicle and certainly sets uh, the manufacturer up for success in the future as that technology would be repurchased most likely from the consumer by having that type of positive experience. So, you know, this dealer is really that first line of defense, that first opportunity to create that usage um, awareness, that initial point for the consumer to gain experience. And, and so that's where we see this opportunity to, to really combat this, um, this amount of non-usage that we're seeing within the tech experience index study this year. I mean, to set the stage even more, um, it's one in three technologies contained within the study. We see more than half of the people that have that technology that are not using it within the first 90 days. So just think about that, right? One in mm -hmm. three, more than half. And that's, that's where this magnitude of, okay, there's really a, a disconnect between where these new vehicles owners are with their tech utilization versus this new vehicle purchase. And that's after 90 days. So you can think about that honeymoon period, if you will, of experimentation. And let me figure out what my new vehicle is all about is really, you know, at its conclusion. And so again, that comes back to how do we, how do we drive that engagement? So it's really not a derivative of functionality over the first 90 days, what you're saying. Well, maybe it is in some cases. We'll dive to that into that in a little bit. But you're saying is that maybe a, a factor of that, hey, I don't use it response is the fact that they don't know what they have and they certainly don't know how to use it. Is that is that accurate? Um, it, it is. And, and some of it's tech technology dependent, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, one technology, a person might be saying, hey, I don't need it. Another technology, someone might be saying, I don't understand how to use it. But really, we're seeing that frequency of someone saying, I don't need this technology. So um, in many cases, I I don't know that we've had that light bulb moment between, you know, what that technology was designed for and mm -hmm. the, the new vehicle owner to say, is that level of expectation versus what that technology could deliver on, you know, are we seeing eye to eye or not? Because, you know, in many cases, these, these types of technologies that are out there, um, they're, they've got some fantastic benefits with, when you think about um, safety or convenience or um, different levels of connectivity that we hear about new vehicle owners wanting. And so we want to make sure that um, they see that this is a pathway forward. Your study shows that 
only about 30% of consumers are turning to dealers for that education. They're getting that from other sources. Why aren't dealers the natural source? They're, 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 side, they're beside the consumer when they're taking delivery. Why aren't they the natural source for that education? Why are consumers looking to other, uh, some other forms of education, other sources to figure out how to use this technology? That that learning how to use a technology, it's a, it's a really um, fascinating question to study within um, Tech Experience Index. And we see we see where dealers play an important role in a high level of satisfaction when owners learn from the dealer, whether it's a demonstration or explanation. But we see this multitude of other methods that are employed by these vehicle owners for the technology learning that come about. Um, in many cases, you'll see, you know, people just admit to I'm I'm learning how to use it on my own, so a bit of a trial and error. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, they're going to YouTube and those types of websites. Um, in some cases, they have prior experience in that. When they have prior experience with the technology, we see certainly that is an enabler to higher levels of satisfaction because they kind of, you know, there's not as much of that learning curve, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but we also see people even turning to their owner's manual, which, you know, many, many listeners might laugh when when I say that, but we're seeing it over and over with technologies where consumers are turning to their owner's manual f- to get more detail about some of the specifics. And, and many of the technologies that people are turning to the owner's manual are even in that driving assistance type of category where they're looking for more of more specifics about how that operates or, you know, what just happened with my reverse automatic emergency braking, right? What was that? Um, and, and trying to, to figure that out. That's such an interesting insight. I mean, we could have an entire conversation of what's the future of the, of the user manual, right? Goes digital. Are there videos embedded in the user manual? I mean, it's just such an interesting tangent we could go down, but fortunately I don't think we have enough time for today's conversation. Um, all right. So let's talk about the technologies. What's resonating most with consumers and why? We see uh, really, I would call it an exclamation point on camera-based technologies. Um, so I'll give you a couple specifics. For a, a second year in a row, camera rear view mirror um, is the highest ranking technology in the study, both for um, a low number of problems that consumers experience utilizing that technology and a high level of satisfaction. But we also see it as the top technology that consumers definitely will want on their next vehicle. So it's really hitting on all cylinders from an experiential element and future desire. And that's for a second year in a row. So that that type of technology, I mean, it's changing your rearview mirror into a digital display so that you no longer have that type of obscuration that might be coming from either your vehicle's architecture, you know, the mm-hmm. back window size or passengers or, you know, whatever packages you might have in your, in your vehicle that's obscuring your vision. So it creates that clarity and is very much appreciated by consumers. Um, we also have another technology in the study that is camera-based, and that's the ground view camera. So it's different than your 360 kind of a bird's eye camera. This is this is different. This would be more focused on curb management um, specifically. So really getting that um, view 
you know, quote unquote, kind of looking through the hood of your vehicle. So Mm -hmm. even terrain management, or if I'm doing something on the track, it's giving me that, that vantage point. And so this, that, that's another technology that's just, you know, rising to the top with respect to owners appreciating um, the usefulness of that with their driving experience. So, you know, this concept of an extra set of eyes, things that are useful to me, those are really resonating um, on top. And maybe just just a third example, just to, to round things out, I would say um, reverse automatic emergency braking is certainly starting to make a story for itself as well. So when you think about, you know, how often, you know, how little I should say you're actually mm-hmm. driving in reverse, which, you know, you see statistics saying it's about 1% of the time you're in that reverse gear in, in driving in that direction. But yet, um, a quarter of the accidents of the crashes happen while you're in reverse. And so we're seeing this higher level of appreciation for reverse automatic emergency braking where, um, you know, that, um, that emotion of I, I missed something and the vehicle is, is looking out for me is, is certainly coming through loud and clear with, with that technology execution. You know, I've I the car that I owned previous to the one I own now had that forward-looking camera. The car that I own now does not. But I agree, being able to pull into the garage and turn that camera on and making sure I wasn't hitting anything, curb management, as you point out, very, very cool. And frankly, when I bought that vehicle, it was something that I thought, mm, maybe I'll use this every once in a while. But turns out I, I used it more frequently than something like my lane assist, uh, et cetera, technology. So very interesting and something that also resonates as a, as a consumer myself. All right, so let's flip the let's flip the coin, if you will. What is resonating least with consumers? So um, we see a, a, a couple technologies. Um, one is interior gesture controls. And, and this is a technology that we see on some of the premium vehicles where instead of touching the touch screen or, or touching some button inside your center stack, for instance, to, to control a function, you're making a gesture in the air and that gesture will be picked up by the system and then the task will be completed. So think of it as another modality, if you will, to complete a task, just like voice recognition was another modality. Mm-hmm. That's what interior gestures um, control represents. And this one we're seeing for a second year in a row where it, it has a high quantity of problems um, and, and by high, I mean really high, that that consumers are experiencing with this technology and, and a lower level of satisfaction. And, this, and the low level of satisfaction is coming from, um, you know, how accurate is the system to, to recognizing what I'm looking to do? How, you know, it's, it's not coming through with respect to usefulness um, of the technology. We're seeing the comments from consumers just saying it's, uh, you know, just easier to to touch the screen and, and, and do what I need to do instead. So that's um, that's one technology. Another one I would say is um, driver passenger communication. So this is, you know, as a driver, maybe with a larger vehicle talking to the passengers in the back. And um, it's just that technology has, um, you know, a, a bit of a different experience than interior gesture controls where the type of, um, satisfaction is is just a bit middle of the road not not too much to write home about if you would Mm -hmm. Um, but when you think about you know do i want to pay for this technology again in the future that's where we see it really at the 
um, very, very low end of the spectrum for the percent of consumers that definitely would want that again in the future. And, you know, for the listeners, you know, by all means, you might be thinking that, um, you know, certainly to to utilize that technology, you're going to need passengers <laughs> in your vehicle. And we know that within the United States, uh, many of us are, you know, single occupant or, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's not as often that we have that, that full type of vehicle. So some of that starts to set up that emotional context of, you know, is this a valuable technology to me long-term? So a little bit more of a niche market, but I, I would point out one thing, Steve, and, and that is, um, you know, this, for this year's TXI, we actually have it executed in multiple markets. So the data that I'm telling you today is for the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. We also have um, data for um, the Chinese market within TXI. And then next month, we'll be receiving the data for um, TXI conducted in the Japanese market. So it's been interesting to see like how some of these technologies are faring in the U.S. and where in some situations, it's quite the opposite reaction within China. So, um, you know, where we just talked, where I just talked so positively about camera rear view mirror, that one is, was the, actually the most problematic technology in for Chinese consumers. And so it just represents this importance of understanding, you know, driving environment differences, cultural differences amongst the markets, and, and certainly recognizing that when it comes to technology, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution across the world. We'll be right back with more. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. One of the interesting things that I read is consumers are saying they aren't using or aren't finding value in what is described as an in-vehicle digital market. Can you describe what that is and what consumers are saying about it? Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, in vehicle digital market, um, this would be being able to conduct transactions, if you will, inside your vehicle. You know, typically through an app that would be on your infotainment screen, allowing you to um, order pizza, Mm -hmm. pay for parking, pay for gas, make a reservation at a restaurant. So, you know, thinking about um, 
removing the phone from someone's hand to be able to complete a task and having that built in to the system. And that was um, one of the technologies where we actually saw 61% of owners after 90 days um, of having this new vehicle have never tried to use that technology, right? So it's there's just this lost opportunity. They have it, they just haven't used it. And um, of that 61%, half of them said their reason was they don't need it. Well, when you look at the people who are utilizing the technology, um, in in many cases, they're coming back and saying, hey, this in-vehicle experience, it's better than using a phone. It's, it's great when I'm in a hurry, right? So it's connecting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the owners that are using the technology are saying, okay, the offerings that are there are a bit limited or their subscription fees or um, the level of responsiveness just, you know, isn't meeting my expectations. So this is a great example of how do we make, um, you know, this great idea that we have of giving someone connectivity, you know, working to minimize distraction, if you will, of trying to manipulate multiple devices while you're driving. You know, how do you make this technology compelling, relevant, and then certainly break down some of those barriers that we're hearing from owners with that you know, with that technology that, um, you know, in this case, the majority are saying, I just don't need it. Well, I have to believe a correlation of that, going back to where we started this conversation, is education. Would mm-hmm. you, would you, are you finding any sort of insight in that in your research? Absolutely. I mean, this, it, it does circle back to that. How do we engage um, owners, new vehicle owners, mm-hmm. about the technology they have and that, that dealership and that new vehicle delivery, I mean, that's a prime opportunity to coach and train and, and, you know, break down those barriers of what, you know, you know, a technology that might seem to be difficult, but once you open it up and, and introduce someone to it, then they have that light bulb moment, I'll call it again, and, and, and recognize where it can fit their lifestyle. And it's going to, you know, really be a saving grace for, for what they do on a daily basis. So it really does tie back to what can we do to, to give people the experience with these technologies, give them the exposure and, and show them how great it really can be. So what are consumers saying about technology when it works and delivers on what they are expecting? Well, I, what we see from, um, the reaction, it's it's everywhere, uh, ranging from, you know, this is useful to me. I I I don't want another vehicle without it. Um, I'll give you a case in point that 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 technology is coming through um, for electric vehicles. One pedal driving is a great news story this year. So it's a new technology within Tech Experience Index study this year, um, mm. and we're seeing owners that have that technology. So this is where um, you know, you, you modulate the operation of the vehicle really from the accelerator, pe- accelerator pedal itself and, and mm-hmm. um, don't have to interact with the brake. Um, and, and so that, that type of modulation allows you to regenerate your battery, um, save on the wear and tear of your brakes. And what we're hearing from owners that have this is that they find this to be really fun to use. It was it was exciting to read the the consumer comments on this technology and just this passion coming through about um, how easy it was to learn how to drive. It was making driving fun again. Um, they felt like it was a differentiator for electric vehicles. So when we think about, you know, the future of 
all of these models coming out with um, electrification, this this is that opportunity to be able to help set the EV experience apart from internal combustion engines. Um, and and the thing that was coming through loud and clear is is the number of owners that were saying like this is a must have. I you know I don't want another vehicle without this type of technology. So, you know, as a manufacturer, that's by all means ultimately what you're what you're striving for is that must-have type of technology experience that you're creating. It's, again, so interesting. I I think what you're describing here is this notion that consumers for the longest time were afraid of compromise by going from an internal combustion engine to an electric vehicle. I mean, I think those of us that have been in the industry know about the performance, certainly less moving parts, less maintenance, all of these things. But boils down to performance. Here's just another example of how electric vehicles are making the driving experience fun. And I agree. I think with some consumers, there's no compromise at all. That's 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 so interesting. Let me go back to your comment around the next time I buy a vehicle, it must have this technology. Does that go so far as to include that same brand? So one pedal vehicle, I want a vehicle with this technology, or does it go farther as I want this brand with this technology for my next vehicle? Uh, we, we certainly see this connection between the technology um, on a consumer's vehicle, the level of, you know, as we calculate it, innovation score, that's comprised of, you know, having these brand new technologies to market along with, you know, how well those technologies are executed, that problems and satisfaction type of experience. You know, we see this this situation time and time again where, you know, the higher um, the type of innovation score for a consumer, the higher their likelihood to promote that vehicle. And, and certainly where, where that... Um, you can see that connection on a brand level basis as well. So it really does demonstrate the connection um, showing the importance of technology innovation, you know, to this long-term relationship with the vehicle, the brand, et cetera. So speaking of brands, who are the brands? Who are the award winners in the luxury segment this year? Well, we actually had a, a few different types of awards. So for um, the luxury segment for an overall um, innovation index award, this is given at a brand level. And for the luxury segment, um, Genesis was the award recipient. And actually for, for luxury as well as overall within the TXI study, Genesis was the, the highest ranking brand. And um, just to continue on, Hyundai was the award recipient for innovation for mass market. So Mm. um, really fantastic performance by both of those brands. Um, And very similarly that, you know, they demonstrated how innovative they were both in how many um, advanced technologies that they offered, but equally important how well those technologies were being executed, right? They had a a very, um, you know, their owners experienced high satisfaction, low number of problems, and then the um, amount of technologies that they offered across their brand at a very large magnitude, right? So when you think of options and take rates, I mean, they had quite a number of technologies that, you know, over half of the brand had 
that technology offered. So it was really um, quite tremendous performance for both Hyundai and Genesis and our congratulations to them. Lexus and Kia seem to have be among the winners for virtual assistant technology within the vehicle. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe why that's resonating with consumers? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we um, within TXI, we also provide awards um, for individual technology. So this um, individual technology award is then at a model level. So um, the Kia K5 and the Lexus IS uh, within our category for infotainment and connectivity, you're right, they both received the award for virtual assistant connectivity to vehicle. So it's a bit of a, of a mouthful, but what that technology is, is, you know, inside your home. So think about your Amazon Alexa um, or your Google Assistant being able to talk from inside your home to your vehicle. So this type of technology is really extending that relationship with the vehicle um, to to other areas of the of the consumer's life. So it could be there, um, you know, many times you've got that level of connection that is ported through your phone. So again, it allows that owner to be able to check on the status of their vehicle, maybe do some preconditioning to the climate control on their vehicle, et cetera, but all the way talking through to from their assistant um, outside the vehicle and connecting to the vehicle. So it's just a a great um, example of where this relationship extension, you know, beyond just sitting in that driver's seat, for instance, where that's um, an important extension. Absolutely. Let's close with Tesla. Tesla's been included over the last couple of years in J.D. Power's various studies, uh, mostly under, quote unquote, unofficial results, unofficial results or an unofficial score, if you will. Can you help our audience explain why Tesla is noted as an unofficial score? But more importantly, just for context, but I think more importantly, what are consumers saying about the technology surrounding Tesla vehicles? Absolutely. So, um Tesla is is a certainly a, a manufacturer to watch, and so while their scores are unofficial within our Tech Experience Index study, and the reason why they are termed unofficial is, you know, within 15 of the 50 states here in in the United States, we have to get um, permission from the manufacturer to be able to reach out to their new vehicle owners and provide the survey mm-hmm. to them. And we do not have that permission from Tesla for 15 states. Um, that being said, we have a very strong sample from the other 35 mm-hmm. states. And so that's why, you know, I'm able to talk about Tesla results and and because we have such a strong sample from those other areas. Um, Tesla performed very well. Um, they would have been you know, unofficially, they would have um, outranked Genesis in that performance for TXI. So, um, you know, my statement when I started out with the answer to this question was, you know, they are one to watch. And Mm -hmm. across the advanced technologies that Tesla offers, um, every single one of their technologies had a higher satisfaction and lower problem per 100 combination versus the premium average, every single one consistently. So um, it, it they just are, are delivering on, on that type of 
performance for the technologies that they offer. Um, by all means, we, we know where, you know, some of the controversy comes with, with their technologies, but even, even with that situation, we, we see the elements that are resonating really well with the experience for those owners. And we're seeing a, a high degree of those owners wanting those technologies again. So um, those are the, those are frankly the elements that we're, we're looking for, for what technologies are winning. And, and right now Tesla's um, delivering on a, a really good combination for these new technologies as they first hit the market. Kristen, thanks so much for joining me today on the show. Terrific results. Congratulations on another wonderful year of the uh, tech experience study. I appreciate you taking a few minutes today and joining me on the show. Thank you, Steve. It was a great, great um, opportunity to be here with you. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for Thursday, October 7th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash daily drive. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.